0: Hey thrive gals welcome to another episode not an episode of this is a q a anyway um so we've two weeks done this is coming into our third week now oh my god like the time literally flies anyway if you're listening to this and you're a wee bit hungover from Paddy's or mother's day or whatever Don't worry about it. Just pick up where you left off. I know even a few people maybe felt like they kind of like let it slip in the second week as well because, you know, motivation is high in the first week. Listen, there's no judgment here. We're all here to help each other. If you do need a little hand or a little extra push, reach out to me and that is exactly what I'm here for. But don't let it dwell on you, okay? Not gonna lie, we've got a few questions, a good few questions now to get through Um, and not just questions to get through but um also just some that people asked in their check-ins which i've replied to but i thought you know what i'll actually be more helpful if i say it to everybody because you just don't know who might else be thinking that if that makes sense anyway the first one um was from Hannah and she asked does it actually matter the order of the exercises that you do them in so like for example the um, exercises I put on your apps that you can see does the order matter yes it does or she said is there like a scientific reasoning behind it what I always tell people is remember when you go to the gym right let's say you've got a full battery like your iPhone battery it's completely full and the exercises that you do at the start of your training um a lot of the time they are compound exercises so they are for multiple muscle groups for example squat a deadlift pull up whatever it is a bench press they don't just um target one muscle they target multiple therefore they require the most amount of energy so your full battery when you go into the gym you then do your compound exercises and you essentially need as much energy as you can to get them done, to be able to like give them the best that you can. Whereas if you go into the gym and you start off with the exercises that are maybe like at the end of the program, which are a bit more like accessory or isolation exercises, which means they work one muscle group or one muscle rather. And then what's going to happen is you're going to empty out the battery a little bit. And then when you go to do your compounds, you won't have as much energy left. To put out to them and you will not be able to progress as much in them and so yes there is like science behind it i would say as best as you possibly can most of the time it's like the top two if not the third exercise i'm going to say the top two right the first two exercises that you have on there are your compounds Um, and that's the way i program them and then after you have your isolation or your accessory movements right and but the first two i would say if you can get them done at the start of the workout as best as you can then that's the best thing to do try and go in order or you could do like the second one first and then the first one second and however if you're listening to this and be like i don't have time like the gym's always really busy i just have to do what i can that's fine. Like just get up, get on with it. After the first two, you can mix up whatever you want after that. Or like I said, if you're like, I just have to do whatever comes free. Listen, at the end of the day, something is better than nothing. But yes, there is a reason behind the way I've I've um, programmed them. Okay. So if you can do them in order, do them in order. If not, don't freak about it. Don't panic about it. It's not the end of the world. Right. Um, so the next question then was, I can't even remember who asked this one, but they were saying, hot like they were exhausted so um this client is a busy mom and she was just saying that like she finds it quite hard to prepare and just feel like i feel like not in a bad way but like moms are so busy they're like literally superwoman even i know my mom they're like nearly running after their own tail all of the time and it just is quite hard because you are like running off empty and quite often they just don't look after themselves very well Um, and they're constantly giving out to other people but they're not giving into themselves Um, And in order for you to feel better, you have to take it and fill up your own cup. Now you might think like that's a bit selfish of you, but it's actually not because you will give out better if you actually have a fuller cup. Okay. So it's really important to remember that like you have to put in some practices to look after yourself like you deserve it like you are an amazing person you are an amazing mom Like you are like the head of the household but like you can't pour from an empty cup and it's not fair for other people to expect that of you and i'm sure that your family don't expect that of you and they wouldn't want that for you so you're not being selfish by taking an hour to do something that is good for you every day or taking an hour a week to prep your meals or whatever it is so they were saying like If you're exhausted, how not to crave sugar in the evening? And it comes back to the root rather than the cause, right? So in the evening, if you're constantly like absolutely wrecked and all you want to do is like, run into the cupboards and eat loads of sugar yeah fair enough there's gonna be a day or two where you will feel like that but at the end of the day like the reason that cycle keeps repeating is because you're not feeding yourself well from earlier in the day you're exhausted because you're not prioritizing your own sleep you're not prioritizing your own wellness you're probably not filling up your own cup very well and then it spirals into the evening and then you fall into the cupboard and then you're eating loads of shit and you feel terrible and then the cycle repeats and then you're like oh tomorrow's gonna to be a different day it gets to 8 p.m and the same thing happens you have to make sure you're looking after yourself. I'm not saying you have to cut out sugar. I'm not saying you can't have chocolate in the evening. But if you come at it from a preparation point of view to be like, I'm gonna you know, eat three meals today, I'm gonna like, fuel myself up and let's see if I feel different come the evening time. And I guarantee you that you will, you'll have more energy because food is fuel not just for performance, but for life in general. And a lot of us neglect it, we run off empty or, and I know busy moms like they just pick up anything as they go, but like, it's not gonna make you feel good. So instead of being like, how do I stop myself from craving sugar in the evening? Go back to the root cause of it and start from the beginning and fuel yourself for the day, have a breakfast, have a lunch, have a dinner, have a routine, make sure you go to bed on time or put your phone away before you go to bed and and have intention when you're going to sleep those things will make you feel better, will make you feel less exhausted, and therefore you won't have those cravings for sugar in the evening, because you're just running on empty, so go back to the cause, okay, and I'm not giving out to you, I'm just like, I want you to realize that like, um, there is a few moms on Thrive, that I want you to know that like, you're are amazing, but also like, you have to fill up your own cup, because you cannot give out, or you're just going to feel like absolute shit all the time and that's not how you should feel and I know I'm obviously I'm not a mom like I don't know what it's like but I do know that like you guys give everything so give yourself something at the same time okay um anyway moving on the next one was period and cravings so some um clients actually dealt with this really well and were like look I was like having period cravings I a little bit more it wasn't hard on myself or others were like I had a day where I just like absolutely lost it but got straight back on it that's to me isn't like, I am happy out with that. But I want you to understand what it is about your period and what it is about cravings that make you actually crave food. So you have two phases of your period or your cycle, right? You've got um your follicular phase, your ovulation, and then your um luteal phase so follicular and um luteal and then the middle you've got ovulation and then at the end of your luteal you'll have your period which is the start of the follicular right it goes on a circle you can google the picture if you if you don't understand what i'm saying but what happens is um coming up after you've ovulated you'll go into your luteal phase and in your luteal phase what happens is your hormones fluctuate and um, essentially, you start to burn more calories at rest. When you burn more calories at rest, your basal metabolic rate, which is the amount of calories you burn at rest, increases, meaning you essentially get hungrier because your body is like, my appetite needs to increase because I'm burning more calories. It's actually so smart of your body to do that. However, what happens is, and scientifically back, women tend to crave more carbohydrates. They tend to more crave more um, chocolate Coming up to their period and it's a very very normal thing so instead of hating on yourself and being like why can't i stick to this i have no motivation i have no discipline realize that you actually burn more calories at rest so even if you are in a calorie deficit you can eat up to like 100 to 300 calories extra on the days that you are having like increased cravings increased appetite and and you still won't gain any body fat okay Um, because you're burning more calories at rest. So if you understand that and you know that you're the type of person who gets mad cravings on coming up to the period maybe a day or two before, all you have to do is increase the size of the meals that you're already eating, have your extra bar of chocolate that you want to have and move on from it. What I would say is though, instead of eating like I'm not saying it's the end of the world if you do eat three or 400 calories extra of chocolate, right? Get up, get on with it. But the better thing to do is to increase your overall meal size um, and that way you'll actually feel fuller for longer and then have your extra little bit of chocolate if it's an additive on top of it because otherwise what will happen is you give yourself the sugar you want more and it just kind of gets into a cycle so know that periods and having cravings totally normal there's nothing wrong with you you actually burn more calories at rest so the positive thing is that you can actually increase your calories coming up to your period now that you know that happens to you the two days before your period or whatever it is before your own period you then increase your calories by 100 to 300 and or whatever it is that you want to do that day and you move on from it you're also going to be more bloated you hold on to more water weight it's totally normal all of those things and the more we normalize it the more we can move on from it and not let it get down let us get down you'll also have per body image coming up to your period you will feel like you are a beached wheel you will be very negative now I'm not saying these are self like fulfilling prophecies but these are things that happen and it is normal so don't let it get you down just know that like you're going to be more bloated you're going to be more lethargic you a lot of people as well were saying like training around their period they were like i didn't have the motivation to do it i didn't want to do it i didn't do it and like i know that that can sometimes be the case where like i feel terrible i can't train today like i'm exhausted and it is productive for you to take a rest day however getting some form of movement in will actually relieve your period symptoms so whether it be a walk whether it be a spin class whether it be going to the gym and not applying progressive overload and just doing 30 minutes like that can be really good for you wear baggy clothes like when i'm on my period i for sure i'm wearing my comfiest shorts i'm wearing baggy t-shirts a hoodie on top a hat because my skin is broken out and i just get up and i get on with it and it makes me feel better but at the time i don't want to do it or i don't feel like doing it but i know that there is self practices that do make me feel better or i'll be like i'll get out for an extra walk or a bit of fresh air and sometimes in the evening you will sit down with a bar of chocolate cup of tea and put your hot water bottle on your belly and that's okay but you just don't want to give yourself self-fulfilling prophecies at the same time either okay so now that we know that your period reacts that way You can, um, what do you call it, use it to your own advantage. And if you struggle with that, or if you are coming up to a period and you're like, Tara, I know you mentioned this in the podcast. Can you, like, you know, let me know um, what I should do, or, you know, let's track it? Let me know, and I will help you. Okay. Next one was, oh my God, we're not, are we even halfway? I have so many questions. So I apologize. This is actually going to be a really long one. Um, Progressive overload. I think um, Tara Leary was asking this one. I love how I say her surname, it's because my name's Tara here and I feel like when your name's Tara and someone else's name's Tara, you have to be like say the surname. Anyway. I have a podcast on this. I think it's episode thick six not episode thick episode six called um what the heck is progressive overload listen to that podcast and if you don't understand it then please come back to me but there's no point me repeating myself again in this because um it just won't make sense to anybody the methods of progressive overload are to increase your weight to increase your reps you could do an extra set you can reduce your rest period You could increase your time under tension there's a lot of ways that you can do it but in order to understand it a little bit better listen to that podcast and it will it will help you you don't have to do all of them all of the time so and that's why it's really important to understand it and if you don't again i'm i will help you like um it's no problem at all okay moving on the next one is eating out um do you think about calories now everyone who's on Thrive and anyone who gets coached by me and probably anyone on Instagram knows that I am not a physique coach in the sense that like I am like you're going on a six week shred you can't eat anything outside of this yes in order to be in a calorie deficit in order to lose body fat you need to create an energy deficit yes you need to um, have compromises you don't have to have sacrifices but I think personally what is very neglected in the health and Fitness and in the diet in space is your relationship with food, your relationship with social occasions, and how that gets impacted by being in a calorie deficit. Okay, um, and I'm very brutally honest about this because I've definitely experienced this myself. Um, and whilst I explain what a calorie deficit is to you, and I I want you to know that if you are eating out all of the time, it is probably going to impact your results because you are not essentially monitoring or managing what you're putting into your body but with saying that balance needs to be had so going out for a meal or having a weekend whether it be a hen party whether it be um i don't know a birthday whether it be paddy's day or whatever um, and worrying about calories is not going to be of any benefit to you in that situation if you know it's coming up you can prepare for it right so you can do something like and this is also in another podcast episode i'll link all of the other podcast episodes that i'm talking about below right and you can do something called calorie cycling so you could take 200 calories off your monday to friday calorie allowance and you could give it to yourself to have on the saturday if that's something that you want to do that approach does not work for everybody because some people find that they um are too hungry during the week and it just doesn't work for them and they end up way overeating. And um, and what it is is that some people get into the mindset of undereating a lot and not just by two hundred calories, by undereating maybe like five, six, seven hundred calories a day. And then at the weekend they essentially binge eat because they can't stop eating because they give their body something and then their body's hormones are like, what the fuck is this? I'm going to eat all of it, right? And um, and it just creates a negative connotation around food. And I don't like saying things like you know make sure you get like I don't know all of I don't know it's it's hard to talk around these topics because there is balance to be had right so I do think like the best thing you can do for yourself if you've got like four workouts that week is get your workouts done before like the Saturday night or get your steps done that day early so you've got them all done like control your controllables and do what you can but if you can't get it done don't dwell on it now, that's not the same as saying I didn't do it because I can't be arsed and going out. It's saying like there was a situation maybe where you were traveling up to Dublin for the day. You're in the car the whole time. You're going to, I don't know, a show in the evening. You're going out for dinner. Your stat count was only 3,000. You're eating out, whatever. In that circumstances, enjoy it. Move on from it, whatever. Don't dwell on it. But control what you can. Um, but you don't have to earn food. And that means like you don't have to do an extra hit workout or an extra 50,000 steps. Yes, if you can naturally go out for an extra little walk that day, will it help your energy balance equation? Yes, but be mindful of how you speak to yourself in these situations, okay? So when you go out, I don't want you to think like, oh my God, how many calories is in that? You should just think like, if there's a meal out, right, and you really want something on the menu, I would say have it stop eating when you're full there's a few tricks on the other podcast where i'm like if you're finished and you're not full or and you're full and you're not um wanting to eat anymore like either offer it to your partner or maybe even put like your napkin slightly in the food so you know that you're not going to pick because all that happens is that we mindlessly eat even more full like how often do you eat something you're like i'm so full i don't know why i'm eating this but you continue to eat you really do want to avoid doing things like that. Um, And I know that we come from a culture of like, eat up, like you're not going to get another one, like enjoy it. Yeah, but that's also not going to help you with your goals, okay? And it's not really going to help you with your relationship with food either. So don't think about just calories when you're out, like enjoy it, have food that you do love. But like, if you can order maybe the sauce for your steak on the side, or you can maybe add an extra portion of veg in there or whatever it is, Um, there are small little swaps that you can make. You can try and make those, but controlling what you do during the day, so your breakfast and your lunch, um, and maybe your training session or your steps, that'll already help you in longevity terms because what happens is the collateral damage of a meal is more impactful than the actual meal itself so for example the mindset around being like i fucked it now like on a saturday night i may as well continue it into sunday i'll start again on monday no that's not how we do things around here we just pick up where we left off imperfect action over perfect inaction okay but don't um dwell on it too much and i will link that podcast again below because like i said there is more than just what i can fit into these q a's right now Okay, the next one is um about how to get your motivation to train again um, and to like want, they want to feel like their best self, but like how do they get the motivation to start training again? The thing with training is, is that you have to start before you're ready, or if you want to do anything in this life and you're like, why am I not doing it? Why am I not doing it? In order to get evidence and in order for your body to know that that's something that you want, you have to give it evidence. So you have to start before you're ready in order to reap the benefits for it okay now that's easier said than done but if i've set you to do three workouts or you've told me like i'm gonna do three workouts and i've said it and in the past two weeks you haven't done one start with just one like one is a huge win going and doing five or ten minutes is a huge win like start and then you will realize that you can keep going but you have to start in order for you to know that okay um and like i said the benefits can only physically come if you do something um in order to get them. So you have to just sometimes start before you're ready in order for you to get the feeling that you wanna have. And the only person holding you back right now is your mindset of your self-fulfilling prophecy of saying that you can't do something. How you speak to yourself is very important. So if you tell yourself and promise yourself and sometimes just set non-negotiables to be like, right, on Tuesday, I am going to do 30 minutes. Whether it kills me or whether it doesn't, I'm gonna do it and I guarantee you will feel better for it. Then once you do it, you'll be like, I feel better make sure you realize that feeling and appreciate that feeling so you know the next time okay what makes me feel better it's the 30-minute workout i'm gonna do it again and then it just takes time and it takes practice for you to get it into a habit i don't expect anyone to be perfect but i am here to support you so instead of overwhelming yourself thinking i have to do three or four sessions just do one just start just go for a walk just do 10 squats like Just start somewhere and then it will snowball, but it can't snowball until you start, okay? Um, And it's very, very normal to not feel like yourself and to want these things, but you have to sometimes be like, right, enough of my bullshit. I have to step up for myself and I have to do it because at the end of the day, I can give you all of the tools or all the workouts or all of the calories or all the macros or all the meal plans in the world. But unless you do it yourself, nothing's going to come of it, okay? Okay, next. (laughs) Um. Okay, somebody was talking. I think it was Blaine was saying tracking is very time consuming. And is there any way, you know, like she was just asking, like maybe it's just me that feels like it's a bit time consuming. But um, yeah, basically it does take up time, right? It tracking does take up time, especially at the beginning. You can be like, oh, I can't be arsed with this. I don't want to go on with this. But at the end of the day, tracking is something that can be utilised you control the tracking. the tracking does not control you I said that to everybody and um, and if it is something that you're like I don't want to do this at all um, then that is completely fair but I would always give it a try because what can be monitored can be managed and if anything and the most important thing tracking will give you is education around food so that you know what's in it so instead of just tracking for hitting the numbers look at the food you're eating be aware of the portion sizes pour your pasta out track it realize oh that's what 100 grams of pasta looks like or that's what 50 grams of pasta looks like or that's what 100 grams of chicken breast looks like or that's how i get 20 grams of protein in my dinner all of those things be aware of it so then when you move away from tracking or you do want to have a little bit of a hybrid of tracking sometimes and not all the time then you know exactly what is in there so for example I now don't track at the minute because I have been tracking for years and I know what is in my food roughly okay and the point is is that she was just asking like is tracking like accurate how am I supposed to know if it's accurate I'm weighing stuff but like I don't really know the point about tracking is that it's not fucking accurate it's not accurate at all and that's okay that's a good thing is because there's consistency in the inaccuracy is what you want now don't get me wrong you can definitely track things wrong for example um cooked pasta versus uncooked pasta like the the calories and the difference in weight there because obviously it gains weight when you cook it because it holds on to more water versus if it was just dry weighted pasta so those things do impact the calories but in general there's always going to be discrepancy in things and I know that you can't I think on the new MyFitnessPal doesn't let you scan barcodes unless you pay for the higher one you can still just type it in and yes it mightn't be perfect it's not about being perfect it's about being consistent and if you're really like I don't know that that's right you can google the macros of anything so you can google like how many calories and protein is in a baby bell or how many calories and protein is in an average chicken breast um, and take the average or whatever like you don't have to have the brand of chicken breast in there unless maybe it's like one from tesco's that's coated in a certain type of i don't know marini or whatever but generally speaking majority of foods will be on there so unless you look at something and be like that doesn't really look right to me i would then second check something but you, on average, eat the same meals on rotation, so a lot of the stuff you put into my fitness pal will be a rough, um, or will be utilised again and again and again. So yes, it takes time at the start, but when you start seeing it as an education tool rather than something that drains you, it can be very, very, very beneficial. So yeah, I hope that that helps. And like I said, tracking isn't going to be one hundred percent accurate, so don't stress about it the next thing that um we were talking about was weight fluctuations and she was just saying that like my weight fluctuates even during the day so from morning to noon to night how do you actually like even know that you're losing weight because it also fluctuates um daily as well so for anyone who does track their weight I'm not saying this is essential but I do say at the start you can track your weight every week if you want, right? And and tracking your weight is only one measure. I do ask people to do measurements. I do ask them to take photos. I ask them how they're feeling. There's so many other measures of progress, but if weight is one thing that you do wanna look at, you need to realize that weight fluctuates. You need to realize and you need to remember that weight goes up and down daily, hourly, monthly, yearly, like it's very common, it's very normal. Because if you think about it, you eat food during the day, Hence, you eat something that weighs something. So you put it inside your body and of course your weight is gonna go up. You're holding on to something. It's the same way, if you eat a burger, it's no different than putting an extra hoodie on and standing on the scales. So get normal with it. The point is, is that you weigh in, hopefully at the same time, every time you weigh in. So ideally, in an ideal world, you would weigh in in the morning time after you've gone to the toilet before you've eaten or drank anything is the most consistent time that you can weigh yourself at. However, if you weigh yourself every evening at 7 p.m., that's also okay because that is your version of consistency, okay? Weighing yourself though in the morning after you've gone to the toilet and after you've um, eaten or not eaten anything or drank anything, and then the next week you weigh in after you've had three meals, that's not gonna be comparable because you have eaten and drank stuff and you're not like weighing yourself on an empty stomach and you will notice that there's pounds of difference in you. Like you can do a trial day, like do a trial day and weigh yourself every hour and you'll see that it fluctuates um, and by the end of the day you will weigh more than you did in the morning time. The next morning you'll wake up and you'll weigh lighter again. It's normal and it's okay but when you realize that it's just a number, it's just your gravitational force to the earth, it does not define you, then you can detach from it. I personally, for people who do weigh themselves, I recommend if you if you can, you should weigh yourself every day because you can realise that, oh, actually it does go up and down and you can detach from it. But if you step on those scales every day and it triggers you, then absolutely fucking not, do not step on those scales. I personally could step on the scales every day now because I don't give a shit about what it says. I just realise that it's about a trend over time. Um but I don't let it um, attach to my worth. I I definitely used to do that, so I used to stop weighing myself altogether. But the reason that I would say weigh yourself every day if you're gonna weigh yourself is because you can then take the average of that. Or if you don't wanna do it every day, do it twice or three times a week so that you can take the average of that, then you put the average into a graph or or you track the average. And on average, if you're trying to be in a calorie deficit, which um, a lot of the Thrive people are, you will see a trend over time of losing weight, okay? so to follow on from that question how do you actually know if you're losing weight or not because of the weight fluctuations you know that because um sorry <laughs> I feel like I'm on an, on an absolute rant here you know that because you take the average so if you have three different weights in a week you add them up divided by three that's your average for the week you then take the next week you divide it by three you get that average and then you see on average over time is the trend falling down am I losing a half a pound to a half a pound a week? Yes, happy days, I'm in a good version of a calorie deficit, am I losing way more than that? Okay, maybe that's unsustainable, am I not losing that? Is it increasing over time? Okay, then I'm not in a calorie deficit. Now, there are some exclusions to that where maybe you're on your period, maybe you've gone for a night out or whatever, and that will obviously skew that result a little bit, that's why averages are very, very important, and that's why it's not and um, essential to panic whenever you do see one of the scales maybe jump up um, you would want to see a trend over time increasing in order for you to think that you're not on a calorie deficit anymore okay because if on the week of your period you weigh in and um, you're highly highly likely to be a few pounds heavier than you would be before because of the hormonal um, fluctuations because you hold on to more water weight and also because you crave higher salted foods which means you also hold on to more water she says as she drinks because her mind is dehydrated um anyway I hope that that makes sense um the next question was if you miss a session do you pick up where you left off or do you like restart the week so say you've got three workouts a week but you only do two of them should you start the next week at the first session um or should you do the last session you did from last week I say this to everyone and I do it myself, you don't have to train specifically like three times a week or whatever, you just do it on a cycle. So if you, for example, want to do four sessions a week, but you've only got three planned in, you can do the um, first session again as your fourth session, you do it as a cycle. So essentially pick up where you left off, you don't have to start with a clean state again, Um, it's better to just keep going on a cycle, so if it's like push, pull, legs, you and you missed out on legs, you don't have to do push-pull again just because it's Monday. Do the leg session and then rotate again, push-pull legs, okay? So just do it on a cycle, push-pull legs, push-pull legs, push-pull legs, push-pull legs, right? Doesn't matter what day of the week it is, doesn't matter what month it is, just keep going on a cycle. Okay, the next one is is it best to be nutritious or is it best to be lower in calories? This is actually such a good question and I could probably even do a whole question or a podcast on this, but basically um, it's best to be a hybrid. So everyone will know IIFYM, which means if it fits your macros, there's this thing online, you can eat whatever you want. Um, yes, you can, but it is very important to remember that what you eat does matter or the quality of what you eat does matter. And I say that because People in a calorie deficit will be maybe counting their calories, counting their macros, whatever it is, maybe just being a little bit more mindful. And yes, you do want to get as much bang for your buck in terms of calories. So a lot of the time people will be like, well, for calories, this is lower calories. Should I just eat this? But the nutritional quality of it is absolutely shit. You need to think that you need to remember, you need to think you need to remember, you need to think. How does this make me feel? Does it make me feel fuller for longer? Like is there colour in my diet? Like it's not just about calories. So the example that basically Blahin gave was that she was like, I eat usually cereal every day and it's lower in calories versus I try to, you know create a little bit more nutrient density in my diet. And I had some yogurt with fruit, a few different types of fruit and some granola, but the calories were way higher. So is it better for me to just stick to my cereal? Or is it better for me to have the nutrient dense and breakfast that we talked about? And it's such a good question, because yeah, that is way higher in calories. But the point of it is, is that neither is right. And neither is wrong. If you're like, the um, lower calorie breakfast actually suits me a little bit better like the cereal um, and I actually don't find that it I get very hungry after then go for your socks you can do that but I would say what you should do is combine the two and bring them together so what I would say in that situation is you're probably better going for the more nutrient dense meal but you can adjust it a little bit so have a little bit more yogurt in there a little bit more fruit in there and a little bit less granola to bring the calories down you will not be able to eat the same volume of granola and um, for the same volume of like say fucking cocoa pops for the same amount of of calories that's not possible because granola's calories are a lot higher than the cocoa pops are okay now granolas I think people think that like granola is really really healthy it's not bad or whatever but a lot of the time it is coated in sugar and it is um got quite a lot of um seeds and nuts which are quite high um calorie dense but they obviously contain some healthy fats etc but the the point is is that it's better to be both so if it if it means then having a bowl of cocoa pops and um, and that's what you like because it's a bit a li- little bit less lower in calories and you really enjoy it pair that with a protein yogurt and there you go you've got your 25 grams of protein and you've had your cocoa pops and it's probably not that bad in calories it's less than 500 gra- um calories when it comes to calories wise i recommend because nobody on here is is on 1500 calories or less so um i always recommend like having a minimum of like 500 calories in each meal so 500 calories breakfast 500 calories lunch 500 calories for dinner you don't have to hold all your calories back for later in the day okay so it's not best to be low calorie it's not best to be nutritious it's best to be hybrid so get the best bang for your buck the best nutrient quality and for the best amount of i suppose calories that you can fit within your budget and is the answer there okay so i hope that that makes sense I said that like a thousand times. But if anything doesn't make sense, please, 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 please reach out. The next one is um comes from one of the gals who um doesn't actually have workouts set for her. And that was both of our decisions because um she came basically again a busy mom, busy working, running her own business absolute slay boss queen energy but um we haven't set any workouts for her because the point was is that she was saying that her energy is really low like she hasn't been um what do you call it really looking after her nutrient density hasn't really been hydrating herself or getting out for walks or whatever and she's just really busy so obviously when we get really busy the last thing that we look after is ourselves even though that it should be the first thing so is it bad for me not to work out no it's not bad Working out is amazing and I am a very, very, very positive advocate for working out. But if me adding in workouts throws you absolutely over the edge into a spiral of you thinking that you're not doing good enough um, and overwhelming in you at the very start of something is not going to be helpful. If your goal is to increase your energy, to lose a little bit of body fat, to um, feel a little bit better in yourself, to have a little bit more bejazz in your day going to the gym is not going to give you that going to the gym does not give you fat loss by the way like your nutrition and your daily movement so your step count you cleaning you i don't know walking about on your feet while you're working is what gives you fat loss okay they are the biggest part of the equation Exercise, and personally, I think that exercise is for overall health. It's for empowering you. It's for building your body up, but it is not the sole reason that you are going to drop body fat and not working out, especially at the very beginning, can actually be the best thing for people because they don't get overwhelmed. They can focus on getting three meals a day, getting an extra piece of fruit into their diet, not being as constipated, not being as bloated, having a little bit more energy, getting out for a bit of fresh air every day. You know getting a 10 minute walk in on their lunch break that is far more important than going to a gym session three times a week then yeah you can add, add exercise in and yes it will make you feel better and um, it definitely definitely will but to overwhelm you at the start is just not worth it in my opinion and it's just going to make you feel demoralized if however you're like tara i think i'm ready to um you know get exercise in now or if i feel like yeah you've hit everything that we've talked about let's add this in yeah, we'll go from there, but overwhelming you is not going to do any benefit, and comparing yourself to anybody else isn't going to benefit you either, so thinking, oh, but they work out three times a week, I have to do that, that doesn't suit everyone, so don't let it um, get into your head either, don't compare yourself, um, and no, it's not bad if you don't work out, but it is also amazing if you work out, okay, Um. okay, somebody, and this is the final question, i keep saying somebody it's just because i haven't written down everyone's names and some of them just pop out in my head and um, and said what do i eat in a day like what do i tara what does tara eat in a day i need some meal inspo um and a lot of you will know because i've been through the the darker side of dieting i've been through the very very um strict side of dieting and um, and i definitely used to be obsessed with like what i eat in a day is and stuff but I realized that they are actually of no benefit to me because a lot of the time I was just comparing what I had on my plate and a lot of the time people maybe can afford different types of food or get sponsored different types of food or meal preps or meal plans and that's just not reasonable for absolutely everyone. So. I don't share a lot of like what I eat in a day is not because I don't want people to gain inspiration from them but actually I'm a really lazy eater so I'll give an example of what I eat in a day I'm not gatekeeping anything but I just don't think they're really that helpful and there's a lot more people on Instagram whose like literal lives are based on creating content of like nutritious meals and stuff so i'll actually put a post in the group and be like who's your favorite like recipe or meal creator that you love to gain inspiration from and then we can share a little bit or if anyone in here like because i know um rebecca posted in one of the um what do you call it one of the wraps the pizza wraps that she did it was like this is delicious low calorie put in the macros of it um and it was an idea for everybody so i think that's really cool as well like we can share recipes in there but i'll put in a post to be like who's your favorite like recipe creator that you follow Put it in there, and then we can all like look at them themselves. Again, like I said, like my whole soul being or my sole purpose is in creating recipes um, or recipe ideas because I personally don't have time for it. Um, and I will just. Ex- 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 it, explain what i eat in a day so i have um overnight oats every day i actually posted the, the recipe last night on my instagram so you can go and, and watch that if you want Um, i have that same overnight oats pretty much five days a week because i'm a creature of habit and i think it's absolutely delicious um and then i usually um have maybe like a a snack bar not not a snack bar but like a a a Bourneville bar because I usually work out before lunchtime, um, so that would be like a brunch bar, um, because it's got high um carbs in it and they're very easily quick. Um, what do you mean? It carb sources for my workout oh my god I'm pure stuttering on my words here and um, so I'd have like a brunch Bourneville dark chocolate bar I am I'm a pescatarian so I don't actually eat meat so I don't eat squares bars at the minute and um, but squares bar could be an alternative for that or even like some rice cakes or something like that sometimes I have rice cakes Um, and then for my lunch I would have something like a tuna wrap and um, with lettuce tomato mayo pesto um, with a little bit of cheese on there or I could have maybe like an eggs with bagel and sausages um, and maybe a cup of tea and then I'll have like maybe a piece of fruit so like an orange or something um and then it just depends on like how hungry I am in the afternoon um but let's say my next meal is dinner I'll have like a greek style bowl which would have some like rice some tofu some veggies some edamame um cooked in like seasonings or like organo um and maybe like greek yogurt with some olive oil and some what do we call it cucumber mixed into it to make like a tzatziki or it could be like a mexican bowl or salmon rice bowl which would be like mexican rice salmon and um, again some sorts of veggies which would take up like a third of my plate some mayo on top i like things like that and then in the evening i will usually have like um some type of like chocolate so it'll always be like uh Probably in and around under one hundred and fifty calories of chocolate. So like a, a bar with a cup of tea. I always have decaf tea in the evening, by the way. Um, absolute game changer. And then maybe like a protein yogurt or protein bowl. Um, usually that's roughly what I eat in a day. Not all that different to that. And I obviously have vegetables in every meal, and I have fruit in my breakfast and my um lunch. And then if in in my um evening snack, I have like a yogurt bowl or something, I'll always add a little bit of fruit in there as well. So I try and get a good a um, few pieces of fruit and veg in my diet every day i try to base all of my plates with color in them high protein sources as best as i can and obviously a little bit of fun a little bit of balance in there but what i was going to say is there is a website called eat this eat this and it basically creates like free meal planners for you so if you type in the calories that I've given you um and even I think you can type in the protein that you want to have as well um and it has every single different type of like diet so vegetarian pescatarian like lacto-free whatever um in there and you can basically hit create and like literally within seconds it creates like a rough meal plan for you if you don't like it then you just hit like refresh and it will bring up some other different idea so it can be an idea for people if they want to use that and um, it's called eat again meal plans by the way the reason I don't give them is because they're absolutely fucking useless in the sense that after the six weeks on thrive what are you going to do when you realize you don't want to eat the same six meals forever and um, and also it teaches you nothing about nutrition and also Um, it is not legal for personal trainers to give you a meal plan for you to just follow along with Um, and you have to be a registered nutritionist or dietitian in order for you to do that okay so please remember that when you see people be like you get a meal plan included red flag nobody needs to be giving you a meal plan okay anyway I hope that this was helpful guys I'm very excited for this week and sorry I keep having to take little drinks of water because I'm talking so fast that I need to hydrate myself. I'm very excited for the week ahead. We will have another Q&A um, at the end of the week. What I'm actually gonna do this week is we're gonna have a little task, which I'm going to put into the group chat now. um And we're gonna do it together this week. We're gonna build a little habit for a nighttime routine. And I'm very excited because I think it's gonna benefit absolutely everyone. Anyway, if anyone has any questions, if anyone's struggling with anything, or if you feel like you're just falling off the bandwagon, remember there's no bandwagon to fall off. You just pick up where you left off. And if you um need to reach out and get a little bit of help from me, I'll Obviously, reach out, um, or just write any questions that come to your mind during the week in the group, okay? Um, and share any inspo in the group. Like, let's keep encouraging each other because I think that's the best part of it. Um, and I think this time round, um, everyone in the group is a lot more like interactive. Don't worry if you're not. By the way, like if you're sitting in the sidelines, being like, "Oh, I feel a bit shy," it's okay. Um, but also, what you put in is what you get out. So if you give, you get. So share all the wins, share all the positive vibes. If you're struggling with anything, just write it in there as well, like we'll help each other. Um, not every day is gonna be absolutely amazing, but we're gonna give it our best, okay? So keep our let have an unreal week. Um, yeah, and I'm very excited to see you all thriving.